Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Take those grave clothes off. John chapter 11, verse 44. And he that was dead came forth, bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Now I want you to get this picture in a snippet. Everyone listen very carefully. Someone bound him and someone loosed him. Someone bound him and someone loosed him. Take those grave clothes off. Father, you're here. And I feel your presence so real. I pray, dear God, that now grave clothes would start coming off. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to show you some pictures. Um, this right here is when I was a kid, uh, by far, was my favorite cowboy. He and his wife. That was Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. All right. That was <laughs> that was Sheriff Barney Fife about to nip it, nip it, nip it. Okay. All right. Tom Hanks here. Uh, Tom Hanks playing the part of an astronaut. Okay. Howie Owens <laughs> playing the part of an astronaut. <laughs> now, if you'll go back through those, I just want to break some news to you. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, they weren't cowboys and cowgirls. They were actors. Barney Fife, Don Knotts, he was an actor. Tom Hanks, he's an actor. Howie Owens, he's crazy. <laughs> I wanted to show you some pictures because if I said, tell me what that is, you would have said, that's a cowboy. But that was a person dressed up like a cowboy. Some of you are in grave clothes today and you're not dead. Some of you are parading around in death attire when the sun has set you free. Come on, y'all help me. You know, sometimes we need people to be honest with us. I mean, like, if you're wearing spandex 
and you don't have a spandex body. You need somebody to say, come here, darling. I need to talk to you. Come on now. Y'all know I'm preaching the truth right now. All of us at some point have seen someone that we've said they must not have a friend in the world. Because if they did, someone would have said, come here, baby. We got to go into the room and get changed. If I'd have walked out here today in skinny jeans, I don't have, I've never had a skinny jeans body. First of all, my wife wouldn't let me get out the house with skinny jeans. She would be going, you must have lost your mind. Sometimes we need people to be honest. I tell couples when we are doing premarital counseling that if you don't want the answer, don't ask. Women, when you ask your husband, does this dress make my hips look too big? Don't ask if you don't want the answer. Come on now. Y'all work with me. But somehow we need to get to a point where we understand that we have put on the facade long enough. We need to take off this stuff that is not what we really are. Uh, let, me, let me get a little plainer with that. You, you come around your friends, how are things going? Oh, it's wonderful. And you put on that smile and, and, and when it's really not going wonderful. And you might say, well, I just don't want to down anyone well find a positive way but don't don't just get up there and everything is lovely when you might have cried all night because of the problems you're going through so the bible tells us about a, a man named lazarus and i'd like for you to go back in time with me visit with me to a little town a little village called bethany it was about two miles outside of Jerusalem. There, there lived an, a, apparently a tight-knit family that now was made up of two sisters. Mary was one of them, and, and she was the one who had anointed the feet of Jesus and wa uh, with, uh, with ointment and then washed his feet or wiped them with her hair. The other sister was named Martha. And then the main character here was, of course, the brother named Lazarus. Lazarus, there was very little that was said about him in the scriptures other than that Lazarus was loved by Jesus and that he was sick. Wouldn't that be a pretty good resume for someone to say, Jesus loves me. 
Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus loved Al. Jesus loved, put your name in there. But now the buzz is in this little village. And, and, and it was out in, in a fever pitch. You see, it appears that this family was well-known and possibly well-to-do. And so many people were around and concerned. And an immediate request was sent out by Mary and Martha. And who knows, maybe it was prompted by Lazarus. It might have been that Lazarus was laying there and knowing, hey, things are not going well. Mary, Martha, you need to send for the teacher. You need to send for Jesus because I'm not feeling well. Things aren't going well. I, I need help, girls. I, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. Call the Lord. Call the miracle worker. Call the healer. Call the way maker. And so I don't know who was dispatched with the message, but someone was sent to go tell Jesus that Lazarus, whom he loved, was very sick. And, and so the situation has become, the condition has become a lot worse and un, apparently, immediately, or very shortly after the messenger left, Lazarus must have died. To go with the timeline, that must have been how it happened. And, and so in Bible times, Funeral arrangements took place a lot different than how they do now. See, uh, you might have days that go by before the funeral. You might even have a week or more. But in Bible times, because of the lack of uh, some of the chemicals and things for preservation, and uh, they they would, and because of the temperature of that area, they would bury almost immediately. And, and so uh, almost as soon as a person was dead, they began preparing their body. What they would do is take, oftentimes take strips of cloth and spices, and, and they would wrap the body with spices and, and, and with strips of cloth. The feet would be bound, hands would be bound, so the body is wrapped as well as a napkin would be placed over their head. It would go from there to there would be a visitation and viewing. If you want to come see Lazarus, here's the last time, hurry and get here. And so they would have the visitation and people would come by. And, and business would stop because everyone knew we've got to get it handled and get it handled quickly. And see, the, the procession then would happen. And as they would walk through the streets to where the tomb is, they would have people who, number one, were naturally mourning. But they also would have professional mourners. That was the people who could cry real good. 
And so the more they would wail, the louder it would be, the better it was. I mean, oh, Lazarus is dead, and they would wail out. Maybe someone would wail on this side, and the other one would wail over there, but they were now in procession going to the grave. There would even be a eulogy, and we still have eulogies today. And then the burial. Now let me explain that to you because tombs back in that time were used for the body to decay. It was not the final resting place of a dead person. If you go to the Holy Land, uh, I'll reference one place on the Mount of Olives. There is a, a cemetery there. Most of the graves there are about that long and about that wide. You would think that that's not big enough for a grave, but what it is is once the, the body has decomposed, they then take the bones and they make the grave about as long as the longest bone, the one from your hip to your knee, and the rest of the bones are put in there. And so the final resting place is not in the tomb. The resting place is in a place where they take your bones. And so now they are taking this body to put it in a tomb for it to decompose. They put the body in. They roll a stone in front of it. The burial has happened. And then they have... A gathering and the gathering was after the fact that's where people would come and basically say Mary Martha we're so sorry we wish this wouldn't have happened we wish that he was still with us he was such a good guy they would be paying their last respect now, according to Jewish tradition, four days had to go by before a person really did die. Now, that was Jewish tradition. They felt like that the spirit of the person would come several times and, and try to see if it could re-enter the body maybe day one, day two, day three, but on the fourth day, pretty much everyone said, that person's dead. If you remember the story, Jesus lingered, and by the time he arrives, four days. It's four days because I believe that he wanted everyone to know Lazarus is dead. I, want, I believe he wanted everyone to know that what he was getting ready to do was not raise up a person who had fainted. Not raise up a person who had gone into a coma. But this is a person that had died. Jesus arrives, and when he does, the Bible says in the shortest verse of the Bible, John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept. I want you to get this picture of Jesus coming to his friend's grave, tomb. 
And instead of him doing a eulogy and saying, I want to talk about my friend Lazarus, and I want to tell you of some of the good times we had. I want to tell you what a good guy Lazarus was. The Bible says he wept. And I hope that you understand that if you faced hurt, if you faced death, if you faced the problems that death brings, understand Jesus wept. When he wept, the people said, oh, how he loved him. He wept, it showed he had compassion. He wept, it showed that he was touched by the feeling of their infirmities. But then something happens that shakes this environment. Are y'all with me? Jesus with authority says, roll the stone away. I imagine you could hear people all, I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. He must have gone crazy. What in the world is he thinking? Have you ever been in a church service where you were going, man, I don't understand this. And then when it's all done, you're going, wow, didn't God show up? Amen. Jesus said, roll the stone away. And immediately he got kicked back. Lord, by now he stinketh. The process has already started. And this isn't a good idea. Uh, you, you're telling us to do something that is not good at all. Isn't it amazing how much smarter we are than Jesus? Are y'all hearing me today? How about when Jesus tells you to do it, just start rolling. When Jesus tells you to move, just start moving. When Jesus tells you to praise, just start praising. When he tells you to start praying, just start praying. You don't have to know the rest of the story. He'll reveal the rest of the story. You just be what he tells you to be. Do what he tells you to do. Well, that was, that was pretty shocking. But then, now, at this point, he, he, he really throws one out there because with authority he says Lazarus come forth now can you just right now picture yourself around a tomb people have been mourning crying wailing all of a sudden, Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. Can you imagine the murmuring that went on there? He's caught talking to a dead man. He's saying, for him to come out of there, Everybody knows he's dead. And you might find that surprising, but you know there's been some people probably talk about you like that. 
Oh, they gave their heart to Jesus, but you just give them a little bit. They'll be drunk next week. Come on. Oh, they're, they're in church. They're worshiping now, but you just give them a little bit of time. They'll be acting just like they used to act. Just give them a little bit of time. They'll still be what they once were. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. So Lazarus is in this place of holding. Now follow me very quickly. I'm going to speed up this sermon. In Bible times, if you remember, the dead man, pardon me, the rich man died. And the Bible says, in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. And he looked at Father Abraham and he said, Father Abraham, send someone down here that they may dip their finger in water because I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, we can't pass over this gulf that's between us. Y'all can't come to us and we can't come to you. The place where Abraham was is the holding place where all the saints that kept the law stayed until Jesus rose from the dead and cleared that place out. If you want more detail, I've got way more detail on that. But Lazarus is in this place of holding, and he hears Lazarus come forth. I wonder if Abraham might not have said, I've heard that voice before. There was a priest after the order of Melchizedek that I paid tithe to. And see, that was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ way back. Uh, they, they refer to that as a pre-incarnate uh, example of seeing Christ. And Abraham may have said, hey, I've heard that voice. I know that voice. The three Hebrew boys may have jumped and said, whoa, whoa, I believe I've heard that voice too. We were thrown into the fire and when we looked around there was a fourth man and the fourth man was like the son of God. I, I, I believe that was the voice of the son of God that we just heard. Maybe the psalmist jumped up and said, boys, my gracious, I feel God. It makes me think, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The Lord, he is my shepherd. And, and in all of that, possibly, Lazarus breaks in and he says, whoa, mm, boys, I feel resurrecting power surging through me. I've never felt anything like this before. And... He possibly said, I've got to get up on out of here. Or it may be like James Brown. I feel good. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I know this. He said, I know that voice. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he might have replied, guys, I'd like to hang around and talk with you for a little bit more. But I'm going out of here right now now when we were in the holy land we went to this tomb of lazarus 
I had to get on my hands and knees and crawl backwards to get in. Once you get in to the tomb, it's about, probably the ceiling's probably eight feet, and it's about 12 by 12, the actual tomb. But you can't just walk in. Lazarus was bound hand and foot. And, and I don't know if he levitated out there prior to seeing that tomb in the Holy Land. I always pictured him jumping out, you know, kind of bound and jumping. But he couldn't have jumped that, through that hole. I don't know. I, all I can say is he floated or whatever he did, but he got out of there. And so this story is wonderful. Hallelujah. A dead man has come out of the grave. But the problem is he was still in his grave clothes. And that's the whole sermon today. Some of you have been delivered by the mighty hand of God and you're still wearing your grave clothes. Some of you have been delivered from the smell and the decay of the sinful past, yet still you're still bound and you're still wearing the clothes of being bound. Lazarus had been bound by people. Lazarus didn't just bind himself, he was bound by people. Sometimes, if you're hanging around the wrong crowd, they may be putting you in grave clothes and you might have to break some of those friendships. Come on, y'all work with me here. But in this case, Jesus looks and he says, loose him and let him go. Now, okay, we're about at the end. Everyone listen. Can you just now, all focus is on a person wrapped up in grave clothes. What's he going to look like? What's it going to be when they start unwinding? When they take that from over his head, are we going to see a person that was messed up, a person who is decayed, uh, a person that has the effects of sin, the effects of death. What are we going to look at? Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Huh. Amen. There's a lot of folks that want to bring up and say, all that is is a dead person. All that is is a rotten person. All that is is a person that was a sinner. But let me tell you, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. My goodness. Let me tell you something else. He said, old things pass away. Behold, all things things become new. I can just see as they untie Lazarus. Now, I don't know, this is not in the Bible, but I just have a feeling when we get to heaven and we talk to Lazarus and we say, what happened when they un untied your feet? He's probably going to say, brother, you ain't ever seen shouting like you just saw. <laughs> what happened when they unbound your arms I started praising I started giving glory to God but then I can just imagine as they took the, the napkin from his head and now they are seeing that this wasn't a decayed body they are seeing that this man is healed this man is whole this man is alive this man is well I'm here today to tell you Lazarus when he came forth he came forth under the power of God when you came forth 
Christ delivered you. Christ set you free. What right do you have to still be wearing your grave clothes? I don't want people looking at my old person. I want them saying, what a difference Jesus made in his life. Would you stand with me, please? Here we are. at an opportunity for you to get your grave clothes off. Why do we do altar calls? The Bible says when hands are laid on you, you shall recover. It's that simple. The Bible says where two or three agree, that's touching. Brother Johnny, how about come up here just a minute. Brother Josh, come over here. See, in the spirit realm, Johnny could come and he could be bound with things I cannot see. But if I obey the Lord, Josh, and we lay our hands on him and we start praying, the Lord gives power for grave clothes to start falling off. Amen. Past and things that would hang on to him and cause him to appear dead it can fall off we have that authority so today I want someone to get free from your grave clothes so here's the deal moving right now in a special way. Preacher, explain it just a little bit further. Here it is. When the scripture says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. He's saying, I don't want you carrying the bondage that you did before I met you. Maybe you've been bound with addictions and you still, come on, you still have to fight it. We need those great clothes to fall off. Maybe you are battling anxiety. The Lord didn't save you to be bound by anxiety. Maybe it's fear and doubt and confusion. Maybe it's some kind of constant battle that you're having with your past. Today is your day to get the great clothes off of you. If you continue reading, you'll find that Lazarus and Jesus are having another encounter. But Lazarus was not in grave clothes then, because Lazarus had been freed. 
If you need God to deliver you from anything, I don't care, whatever it may be, I want you to make your way right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.